This is a HeadGum Podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we just watched season four, episode five, Bang the Drum Stanley, which aired on November 12th, 1988, and is the episode where... Sophia fakes an injury to get money with Stan and also Rose and Blanche dress up like cats, which is probably one of the most iconic yeah. images from the series. That and when they were the the naughty uh, the nuns. nuns. Yes. I love And that. the two of them in blackface. They do that a lot. Two with... of them in blackface and the tap dance routine. Yes. That was another good one. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've had a lot of, the, they're they're a sidekick duo. Yeah. They're like, what are, what's like a fun outfit? Especially because, I mean, so often, you know, you have storylines between Dorothy and Sophia because they're, you know, family. So like you can, there's deeper ways you can go. Yeah. And so to have Blanche and Rose... I like it when they do a good Blanche and Rose story. Vaudevillian sidekicks. Mm -hmm, Yeah, it's mm -hmm. cute. Henny Penny was the only one where Dorothy really got on on an equal plane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, great episode. This was a great episode. I had some I'm sad that Stan couldn't have been here because it was a Stan-centered episode and he he was supposed to be here, but he had um, problems with his tax attorney. (laughs) Right? No. I'm trying to think of other Stan problems. His brother is in town and made a pass at you, and you guys got in a big fight. Yes. No, he wished he could be here, but he was um, too busy trying to put the monkey back on the comb. Yeah. That's not Um, a euphemism. No, I was hoping... Hey, speak of the devil, he just texted me. He just texted me. I'm going to text him while we're recording. Is this like 1968? He He just sent me a post. (laughs) We're recording the podcast as, sorry guys, as we speak. You're on the podcast right now. <laughs> um, this is so exciting, Carrie. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. But just wow, we were just talking about you. Yeah. Um, That's such a coincidence. Stan, I was hoping Stan could be here as a guest for this episode. Um, he is in the desert right now shooting a movie. Um, but so hopefully You're we'll get him Stan's on. Cover. <laughs> it's been blown. His cover. Yeah. All you have to do is go on any of my social media yeah. pages and find yeah. the one person I post the most photos with. Uh huh. Besides, same, exactly the same with me, myself. Yeah, your and Fraser. Oh, how's your squatty potty, by the way? I, I love my squatty potty. You guys got to get a squatty potty. It's it's. Why is uh, it a, why is it called a squatty potty? It's, because it's not you're, a potty. It's a stool. I understand why you're it's, in like a squatting position and potty. It's a potty. It's a toilet. It's I guess, a, and it rhymes. A, yeah, squatty stool. But a squatty stool also works because squatty it's a stool, stool sounds your, gross. Well, but. It's still like a, it's a bathroom thing. It sounds thing. gross. No yeah. one's going to be like, got my squatty stool. But it's a play, it's a, it's a double entire. It's a play on words because it is a stool you put your feet on. That's but gross. also you make stool. You're still calling it a squatty potty. It's potty, like potty is so much less gross than stool. <laughs> 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 well, the way.
way you say it, yeah. It's true. That's the way everyone says it. That's the way everyone stool. thinks. Stool. You think a stool. How about stool. This? How about this, though? Like, potty. Well, that just sounds like you're a Boston person trying to say party. No, that'd be potty. 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 Yeah. Where are my, my potty girls at? Okay, let's yeah. talk about this episode. Yeah. I'm glad, well, no, tell me about your first BM on your squatting potty. I loved it. It's great. What it does is it, like, makes a nice... It started... I, I, I have to give a full story in this. So years ago, I had a conversation with, um, with Alana Glazer, Broad City, who's a good friend. She, and also, you know, sister of really good friend, VIP guest on the podcast, Elliot Glazer. And we were talking about, like, a paleo diet and paleo living and whatever. And part of, like, the idea of paleo sort of whatever is to, to... have like a to, to poop in a certain way so that there's the like way a, a the line. Used to the poop, way the cavemen used to which is to that poop. they would squat. Yeah. So ever since that conversation with her, I've been like, oh, I should find a solution to this because that's such a good. That's such. I mean, of course, like sitting like we normally do on a toilet is not great. So you want to like you know make sure the line the what is that line inside you that your colon. Yeah, your colon. Like make sure it's like lined up in a straight way so that there's a straight shot down and it's great. It makes everything. So like a really fun water slide. Yeah, you have to like put your hands over your chest and you make like a yeah. You made you made it like so much more fun than what it actually. I mean, because it's really it's just like you're squatting at the toilet, but also it's fun because you can kind of like lay your your elbows on your knees and like give a nice little pose. Like I want to take pictures while I'm pooping. Oh, I meant to ask you. You posted a photo. Who took that photo? Oh, it's just the timer. The timer. Okay. I you figured just put it on the ground and 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 you know. I thought you maybe had a selfie stick. No, I I uh I love that timer. All right. Front facing camera. All right. Technology. Technology. So let's talk about this episode. We have got we've already yeah. Said so much. Um, Yet, I mean, Stan is the stool of the Golden Girls Club. He is the one that everyone shits on a lot. So, like, it's kind of a. But you don't shit on a stool. He, you, stool meaning the poop. Like, the stool, that's what I mean. You shit on poop? He is the shit of the. He's the one who gets shit on. He's the shitty one. So he's, he's like one, a litter box. So he's like or a, a stool. Toilet. He's a stool. He's a sample. He's a stool sample. He's a, he's a stool. But you don't. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so the episode opens with some telling news about Dorothy. Um, yeah. Her and Sophia are looking at a photo album, and we learn that when Dorothy was 15, I guess that's when Sophia considers that... Everything like, went downhill. That's when her looks started going downhill. Um, you know, I was a fairly ugly child. I mean, people will say I was cute, but I know I was actually ugly. Like, there was nothing super attractive. I was probably a cute baby. I was a cute young kid, but then, mm-hmm. like, once it got into, like, the 12, 13, 14 years, oh, like, it here. just became... Yeah, same here, town. same here. I was... I was probably cute till I was like nine, mm-hmm. and then from like nine to eighteen, yeah, I was like. I had my years pretty so much blocked hot. out. Like thirteen, ugly started. That lasted until like twenty three, Uptown, <laughs> and then I lost a lot of weight, and I was I was like cute from like twenty three until like. 
32. And especially during chemo, I was like spot on, skin was clear, like things were good. But then right around 32, 33, the age I am now, things started sort of just like molding into themselves, if you will. And and now I'm just sort of in that, this is my ugly year. This is my like... Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I do. I mean, I you have to say that now. No, I don't have pre- to say that. I mean, that. you kind of do, because I, I would probably do. be like, leave if you said otherwise. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like in Stan and I, first of all, Stan and I constantly talk about your hair and how like no matter what you do with your hair and you're constantly yeah. changing it, it always looks great. Thank you. One. Two, you have beautiful eyes. You also have a very nice face, and you have a very nice-shaped head. Yeah, it's very large. It's Um, a good head. It fits zero hats, except for ones that I have to specially order. (laughs) And, uh, no, I do feel like I'm in an ugly year, and I'm okay with that. Like, ugly years are needed. We all need an ugly year. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll let you... You're going to believe however you... Whatever you believe. I disagree, but... Mm -hmm. We've now and if you guys opinion. post anything about my looks, I am going to reply in the negative to all of them. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Let's move on. So um, Rose and Blanche come into the, walk into the house and they talk about how they've just auditioned for Cats and they're mm-hmm. super excited about it. And uh, it's a horrible musical. It's I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It is that. horrible. Yeah. So I just I'm remember. Sorry to all the fans. I just remember seeing a comedy special with Mario Cantone when I was young, where he talks about go, like going to see cats and how awful it is because he's like they just fucking come into the audience and like yeah. sit on your head and I lo- I used to love Mario Cantone. He would just yell. He would scream. He's great. I was like, you're the greatest comedian. Um, so they talk about how like Dorothy, you know, Dorothy didn't go out and audition, and you know, but Rose and Blanche didn't think or Blanche didn't think it was very appropriate for her. And Dorothy has this great moment where she's sifting through the mail, like barely even look, like not even looking up at Blanche, and she's like, "How can I compete with you when you've given some of your best performances in back alleys?" <laughs> I was like, and then, yes. Then Blanche is all like, "Has Ed Tyler been talking to you, or have you been talking to Ed Tyler?" Or yeah, whatever? and she's like, "He's got a big mouth." And then she says. <laughs> That reminds me, I should give Ed Tyler a call, which is, like, gross. I had a guy once, because I have a really big tongue, like Mm -hmm. a massive tongue. I do, too. Well, mine's, I have a long tongue. Oh, I don't have a long tongue. I have a fat tongue. Let me see. Stick it out. You do have a very fat tongue. Very fat tongue. Oh, yeah, you have a long tongue. I have a very long tongue. Maybe that's why this works so well. Our tongues coexist. Yeah. Maybe. Um, But (laughs) I had a guy once be like, oh, yeah, I love your fat tongue. And it was like... That's gross. <laughs> that is not something you say in the height of sexy town. I mean, I finished and went along with it, but like, there was no callback. Yeah, I can't. I I definitely an audience like you guys weigh in, but as a woman, I've as a straight woman, I have never like when when it comes to like, oh, that guy has like good hands. That guy gives good massages. Whatever. I've never been like that guy has got the biggest mouth. Yeah, like, that's never. Like, what does that know, do? Like, yeah, what does that do? Like, like does she want a guy? What is I know she you putting like in his mouth? Exactly. Like, what I'm imagining is somebody who has the ability to take something fully in his mouth and Maybe suction it. Maybe she was into in pegging. Oh. Maybe she liked using dildo play with men and thus stuck at... Maybe. <gasps> this episode is so good. We're learning so much rated. about the women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we, when Stan and I were first dating, and you had me call him and ask yeah. him if he would be into pegging? That was yeah. very funny. I think that yeah. was 
That was early on when we were dating. These are things you need to know about future mates. Yeah, no, that's true. You don't want to have a surprise anal party. That is very true. Um, there were so many jokes in this cold open. Like, after Blanche says the thing with the guy with the big mouth, Rose sort of follows her into the hallway and turns back to Dorothy and goes, she's really a character. She's also a cheap slut. And then, like, keeps walking. <laughs> yeah. The doorbell rings. And this is, I think, so far oh, my favorite it. Stan entrance yeah. to date. Um, she opens the door and of course Dorothy he, does. Yeah, Dorothy opens the door and he goes, "Hi, it's me, Stan." And she goes, "Oh, who cares?" And just walks away. <laughs> you know who I see a lot of uh, Dorothy and uh, comedian wise, and any of the gay listeners probably know who this is. Jeffrey Self. Do you know Jeffrey Self? Oh, I don't think so. He's a great, great, really, really funny comedian. He he. We've been trying to get him on the podcast, and he's all he's so busy. Um, but uh, yeah, he's very Dorothy. Yeah, I'm gonna text him. Then. Yeah, t- yeah, you text him. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm very I'm interested to see anybody who reminds you of Dorothy. Um so Stanley wants to take Dorothy and Sophia to a Dodgers game. I'm assuming they're playing the Marlins. Yeah, don't. Who's, it's not worth it. Okay. Um <laughs> is that who that's I'm like I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's the Florida Marlins, right? That's their baseball. Team? I would have no idea. I think so. Anyway, yeah. um so there's a Dodgers game. He has three tickets and no friends. Um so they go with him to the ball game. Yes. And they are the nosebleed. Can we seats. talk about the set though? Because what do you mean? this set to me looked more like a movie theater with just like a cool background. That's probably what it was. They probably replaced from the Mario Lopez episode. They took those seats from the No, movie those were seat. those were like movie theater seats. These were baseball seats. But the background, it's like they didn't even try to it was such a small It was tiny a tiny little set. bit. Yeah. It was yeah. a tiny set. I was just like, I didn't believe it. But yeah. here's the thing. I mean, I've been and I've been to a Dodgers game out here. I've been to one, well, a couple Dodgers games. But there's nothing worse than sitting out. Like, those seats get so hot out in the sun. Yeah. Like, you're just being beat down on. I was just thinking, that is the worst place. I, I can't, I mean, I know that they didn't want to go with him. The only reason why they went is because Sophia was like, yeah, Stan, I'll go to a ball game with you, which seemed very out of character for her. And then Dorothy went because Sophia wanted to go. But that's like those games. And just thinking about Miami, think about how hot it gets in Miami. This is baseball season, which starts into the spring and like kind of goes into the you know late summer, early fall. You know this a lot is, about baseball. Not really. But I'm just thinking this has got to be the dead of heat in the summertime. And they're yeah. going to a ball game to sit out in the hot sun. And Dorothy is layered up. I have zero interest in going to a baseball game. But I also have, like, zero interest in doing anything that involves being outdoors. I like going to baseball games. I like going to night games. Like, a 1 p.m. game, no thank you. But, like, a 4 or 5 p.m. game, absolutely. I just, like, it's fun. Like, the smell of a ball field. Getting a hot dog. Getting the nachos with the cheese in the little cup that looks like a helmet. See, I would want someone to, like, go to a ballpark and pick those food items up and bring them back to my apartment. (laughs) But I don't want to go to the ball game. All right. Yeah. So you you would be, like... I've been invited. Take me out to the ball game and no thank you. I've been invited and I've yeah. said no. I just like I've been invited to concerts and I've said no because I have no interest in live music. I have no interest in being outdoors for more than two hours at a time that doesn't involve some sort of like, you know, Disney activity. Uh, yeah. But you do like Disney. I do like Disney. But see, what's great about Disney is you can go inside a lot of places. Yeah. Whereas like at ball games, you're just like kind of outside. That's why you go to like an evening game, which is nicer. Even that I don't want to do. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so then 
While, oh, that there's a great moment with Dorothy where she's, and again, this like, they didn't even splurge on extras. I get it, they're in the nosebleeds, maybe there aren't as many people in the nosebleeds, but they have like she three has a, extras in the She does scene. have a great bit where she's talking about how she always winds up next, she likes the seats because there's not some fat guy sitting next to her, she always winds up to some fat, fat dude. Slob. And then some fat slob, while she's saying it, sits right next to her and she's like, what kept you? Yeah, she goes, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Um, so Stan breaks down and does that. Are you, are you wearing shape-ups? No, I'm not wearing shape-ups. These are just like Target. They, they look um, like shape-ups. <laughs> they're not. They're very comfortable, though. These are my hiking shoes. We should get shape-ups to sponsor us. You think so? I would do it. I, I want some shape-ups. I don't know that I'd wear them. I don't I don't believe they... You would if they sponsored us. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if I got a free pair of shape-ups, I might wear them. Um... So Stan starts crying and says he's gone bankrupt. Yeah. Not the first time we've heard him say this. Yeah. Um, it is weird that he... It, it's so strange. I get that they... I understand why they had to end up at a ball game, sort of, I guess. But it's just like, he came over to tell them that he was bankrupt, but he thought he would, like, take them to a ball game to get... Because he wants to borrow money. But I don't know why he thought that dragging them to a no, like the nosebleed seats of a ball game would like butter them up for them to get. I don't think the it's money. so much buttering it up as much as it's like a distraction to sort of a sad reality. Like they can kick him out of his house, out of their house, really easily, but they can't really like. They're at the ball game. They're kind of stuck. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they could also just leave the ball game unless. I mean, he I drove, guess so. But, but I like, don't know. It's just very strange. He even says. I feel like Sophia would respond if, if like. So Dorothy's like, let's leave. Sophia would be like, no, we're at the ball game. We're already here. I walked up the steps. Let's watch the game. Yeah, well, it is true that, um, and actually, I think maybe Dorothy does want to leave. And Sophia's like, no, no, no. I want to see a hit first or something. She says, and you don't even hear like an announcer. You literally hear nothing. All you hear is the crack of a bat. Yeah. And then it's like, the ball's coming. The ball's coming. And then Sophia goes, what a hit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I love it. It's yeah. it's just so... And then she I'm gets like, whacked in the head. It, yeah, it sort of hits her on the top of the head, and... And that dad with the baby should have been there. Did you see that video? No. Last week, or two weeks ago, or whenever, at some point in the last year, there was a father holding an infant child, and a ball came out of nowhere, was heading right for his way. It doesn't really come out of nowhere. It's because it's because It came in the direction it should not have been going to because he had a child in his arms. And in his left arm, he has a child. And in his right arm, as soon as the ball comes up, just like Gina Davis in a oh. league of their own, he lifts up his hands and grabs the ball in the face of his hand. Wow. And, and he's just like, I got it. Like his face, <laughs> his, like his expression was dead. He was just like... It was so good. Wow, I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah, Google.com. We should post a clip of that if we remember when this goes up. It's going up on Tuesday, so we'll we'll remember. We'll see whose memory is better. Mine certainly isn't. Um, So Sophia gets hit in the head. Um, Next thing, we're in a a hospital room. Sophia's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Blanche and Rose, again, looking amazing. Yes. Walk into the room dressed as cats. They look so sexy. This yeah. is the sexiest I think the two women have ever been. They have collars on. They have cat ears. They're covered from head to toe. They're they're wearing you know they're they're <laughs> cat they're body suits but they're very slim. But then it has like ruffles and yeah. they look so sexy. 
I don't know if I would say sexy, but I would say that they look very attractive and for their age, physically fit. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say they look sexy because that's how I feel. Stick with it. Um, so the girls walk out. They decide they're going to go look for food or whatever because they, they ran from rehearsal. That's why yeah. they're dressed as cats. And the doctor comes in and as they're walking out, he goes, those two here for a cat scan. Zing. And I don't know that I'd I want my... It. I'd be like... Eh, I loved it. I yeah. loved every... Okay. Except I will say I don't like when doctors have sense of humor. My, my oncologist during chemo would always talk to... Uh, like, would do comedy things for me, and he would want to talk about comedy because he knew I was a comedian. And every single time, that, like, after, like, four visits, and I had to see him, like, once a week for months. Every After four visits, I was like, can we not do any funny things? <laughs> Can we just like be doctor patient? Would he be like, "Hey, I have some new jokes. Can I like work?" No, on he would be like, for you? "So did you hear this Margaret Cho bit?" Well, it goes like this. Oh and wow! He would then like go into the bit, and I'd be like, "That's funny." So am I? What's next week like for me? <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. I'm really glad that we're talking about the things that interest you yeah. on my dime and health. Um, so, Sophia wants to, like, leave the hospital. She's yes. not super into the idea of being there. Because she doesn't like hospitals. Yeah, she's, sure. she's made a point of that before in the, in the series. Yeah, and there's a funny moment where she, like, gets up and gets out of bed, and you she feels like a breeze because, yeah. like, the whole back of her gown is open, and she's like, whoa! Yeah. Um, and then uh, they get her back into bed, and she's like, no, 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 I'm totally fine, I'm totally fine, and then Rose and Blanche walk in dressed as cats, and she goes, Maddie! Yeah. I just like it's watching her yell. It's a good bit. Um, so then, again, this is where, like, we're learning such weird things about the characters. Um, so the next scene, we're back at home. Sophia's oh, this is back great. at home. Dorothy's sitting in the living room, and Sophia chases Blanche and Rose into the living room with holding a broomstick. A broom. Yeah. And she's going, they're drinking milk off the floor. They're licking themselves. They're playing with yarn. Like... Because the girls are all like, you know, they're getting in, they're doing like a Stanislavski method acting thing where they're, but they're drinking milk off the floor. Can you picture the, can you picture Rue McClanahan and Betty White drinking milk I can off picture the floor? Rose doing it. How do you then, think she would be, do you think she'd be on all fours drinking yes. it? Oh yeah. That's just so weird to me. I totally do. It's so weird to me. Yeah. Um, but Dorothy's concerned. They also weren't dressed for drinking milk <laughs> off the floor. No. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so, you know, Dorothy's concerned because Sophia's supposed to be in bed, yeah. you know, sort of recuperating from getting hit in the head. And um, Stan comes by, and there's a really funny moment where him and Dorothy are in the doorway, and he's like, you know what, I went to the hospital, I heard Sophia was discharged, is she here? And Dorothy's like, <laughs> no, Stanley, I haven't taken her out of the trunk yet. <laughs> Which was really great. Um, yes. So Stan ends up convincing Sophia. He basically fake up like how much because she can get money from the medical lawsuit or settlement or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she has this funny bit where he says like how much money. Yeah, he's like you know we'll sue the ball company, we'll sue the ballpark, we can make like a couple hundred thousand dollars. And then she literally like drops to the floor. She's standing behind the couch and she yeah falls straight over. She's like a hundred thousand and just completely falls over. Yeah. And then the women hear this and run in, and they sort of surround her as the we go to act break. But it's really funny. They surround her, and usually, you know, you hear the music and the women's voices sort of, like, lower in volume or whatever. But you just hear Blanche go, oh, dear. (laughs) Like, (laughs) right before that, right before it cuts to commercial, I was like, oh, that was... What would you do if you had an opportunity to get a lot of money? Mm. 
I was actually about to ask you if you've ever, like, faked an injury for money. Um, no, my mother wanted me to once. My mom is all about using the system to her advantage. I, on the other hand, have such guilt when it comes to certain things. I mean, I, I even, like... So I've been looking for work, as you know, mm-hmm. and anything involving writing, creative, whatever. And a friend of mine does like, um, like sex talking stuff, what phone sex, whatever. Yeah. I'm not about to do that. But they have because of new technology, you can do like typing, like text, sure, sexting, essentially, and get yeah. paid to do it. Ooh. And I know. And as I was talking with someone who does it, they were like, "Yeah, you just have to pretend, and you you give a file of pictures, and you pretend to be this other person." And I'm thinking like. I mean, I could play a part and do all that and everything and make a little bit of money doing it, but then I was just like, I don't think I could do that. Like, Why? Because I, I, I don't think I could play that role and, like, dupe this person into thinking that this... I don't know. But I don't they, know. But they must... I mean, honestly, though, I, I feel like this kind of thing, especially, like, sex phone lines, have been around long enough where, like... People must know that it's not It's really a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like, you're, like, when you go to the movies and you under... You know, people know that when a woman's like, oh, I'm, you know... In my bedroom, I'm in my cheerleading outfit, and I'm touching myself to take my shirt off. It's like, it's a woman at a call center. You yeah, know what I, mean? like, I would rather not, though. I would rather, I don't know. So if you guys have any other options out there for me, let me know. <laughs> what I'm curious to know is these photos that they get, I'm assuming these are photos that they're licensed That's what I don't know. Like, you don't know. I don't know if these are, mon- I don't know if these are, like, sex slaves that they've essentially just, like, stolen photos from. Like, I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I had to be like, sorry, no. Yeah. I will instead beg elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know that I would, yeah, I don't know how I'd do that, yeah. maybe. Um, so, uh, so when we come back to the show, Sophia's, like, completely on board to do this, which, to me, seems like... Oh, it seems totally what she would do. Well, she's it always does, looking but for money. I get it, but at the same time, she's allowing her daughter, she's letting her daughter and her closest friends believe that she is paralyzed. At the beginning of the episode, she essentially called her daughter ugly. Right. But that's she ribbing. Has, she has the ability to convince her daughter. No, this is a lot bigger than I get than it's that. bigger, but like I, it doesn't surprise me. It feels right up her alley. But she I mean, she she's lying on the couch. And first of all, let's just pause for a second. Sophia got hit in the head with a baseball. Yes. If she was going to be paralyzed, would that not happen immediately if she had some sort of spinal injury? I mean, uh, yes, probably. Right? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Doctors out there, paralysis doesn't just, like, set in. Do we have any doctors? Right? <laughs> we must. I bet we there's do. There's nurses. There's got to be nurses. I, I know. We, we know doctors. there's nurses. Yes, we know there are nurses. I bet yeah. there's doctors. Uh, I'm pretty sure paralysis doesn't just, like, set in. I think it's it happens. Maybe. But maybe not. Guess. Like, you know, Natasha Richardson hit her head when she was skiing, and she was up having fun drinking drinks that well, night. Well, yeah, but she had... And then the next day, she died. Right, but that's because of, like, she like her brain was swelling and bleeding So the inside. brain is an interesting thing. The brain controls leg movement. Like, maybe there's some delayed reaction. Well, but, but that would be your... Sp- Fine though, wouldn't it? I, your for, brain has to tell you to walk. I guess. Okay. Well, in which case, if yeah, all right. Well, I, I, they. I also. I feel like they. They wouldn't have let Sophia leave the hospital. I bet Sophia got you know had an MRI so they could make yeah. sure that her there was no swelling in her brain, and I bet there wasn't. Doesn't matter. We can go back into the story. <laughs> so, Sophia now is on board. She's pretending she loves Stan, and she's lying on the couch and she's telling Dorothy this whole story. She's like. You know, when I got hit in the head, I took a journey to the great white light. 
I saw your father. I saw my parents. And I'm like, what is she doing? And she says, you know. She's painting a picture. I heard a big voice, and it said, before you can enter the gates, you must make peace with your ex-son-in-law, Stanley. And Stan, there's a great Mr. Belvedere reference where Stanley's like, "Uh, what can I say, Dorothy? I am but a uh, humble servant. And she goes, Mr. Belvedere is a humble servant. Stanley, you're a horse's ass. (laughs) Mr. Belvedere, I loved that show. There's a Mm -hmm. great episode where the little boy gets molested. Such a good episode. Wait, that's Mr. Belvedere and not Different Strokes? It is also Different Strokes, but there's an episode of Mr. Belvedere where the boy, I don't know if he actually gets molested or if he, like, there's a threat of it, but there is a whole episode about it, and it was great. I remember that I watched Mr. Belvedere when it was on, but I couldn't recall any specific episodes at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. Yeah. Um, so then... So then... <laughs> <laughs> long weekend? I'm so bored. Um, <laughs> so then Stanley says he's going to have his friend who's a doctor come by yeah. and look at Sophia. Some schmuck of a dude. The guy walks in. He's literally like, yeah, my name's uh, He's wearing Dr. like uh, velour pants or something. Dr. Uh, Jerry, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. He's the worst liar. And then he's like, I need absolute silence. And then there's a beat, and he's like, oh, nothing, I was just hoping to catch the game. I heard a radio next door or something. And it's like, what? So weird. So weird. And then he goes over to Sophia, and he's like, open your mouth and say, ah. And she's like, ah. And he's like, yeah, she's paralyzed and leaves. I'm yeah. like, nobody is committing to this bit no. except for Sophia. Yeah. Um, so Dorothy kicks him out and and in the process also kicks out Stan. Also kicks out Stan. Um, and then there's a moment where Blanche says something about sleeping with Dr. Jerry. I don't know. Yeah. And then Dorothy's like, this doctor is terrible. We definitely need a second opinion. And Rose goes, well, if it helps, I wouldn't sleep with him either. <laughs> um, <coughs> so then... Um, we're in the living room. Some time has passed. We're in the living room. Sophia's watching TV, sitting in a chair. She's watching some sort of sports game or something. There's some, something's happening on the television. She's sitting very close to the television. And then she hears Dorothy come home. So she like rushes back to the wheelchair. And it reminds me of that moment when Stan has his heart surgery. And he's like also watching sports. I feel like in the world of the Golden Girls, when you're faking an injury... You 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 watch sports, which is, I don't weird. Know, which is yeah. weird, and then Sophia is struggling to put on what she thinks is her neck brace, and she she like flips it around, flips it around, and then Dorothy comes in, all sweet, and she's like, "How you feeling, Ma?" And she goes, "Uh, not much better." And then this is, and then Dorothy just keeps walking; she doesn't even stop. She goes, "That's too bad." By the way, you're wearing your knee brace on your neck, and it just goes right <laughs> into the kitchen. So like now we can tell. All right, Dorothy is she's in really on not. She's not buying it. Yeah. Um, but then. She gets into the kitchen, and Rose and Blanche are like, Dorothy, it sounds like you just might be in denial. Yeah. And then there's, like, this whole denial run. Well, because like, Rose is saying at the center, she she that's one of the things that she needs, like, the first step of sort of not, you know, dealing with grief is, is right, being denial. in denial of it. And they do this whole thing where she's like, if you're denying that I'm in denial, then I'm denying my... And they do this whole funny denial yeah. run, and it would have been a perfect moment for Rose to say, like, I always thought denial was a river in Africa. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that whole thing. It would have been funny, but they didn't do it. Then Blanche told some story about a French guy. Yeah. I really was lost mm-hmm. in the story. I was lost. But you said his name sounded like cheese, which made it me It did. Laugh. It did. It sounded like a cheese. And then um, <laughs> Dorothy goes back into the living room and tries to trick Sophia into jumping out of the wheelchair. She by fakes pretty- a heart attack. Yeah. Which is like, I learned this because I remember <laughs> in watching the sequel to Terms of Endearment, my favorite film, The Evening Star, starring Shirley MacLaine, 
um, she has a heart attack in the film, and she grabs her arm, and that's the indication that she's having a Same heart attack. Same with Phoebe on Friends, when she had a heart attack in an alternate reality. Yeah, version, you know? and I... Uh, and then years later, I learned women don't have any symptoms when they're having a heart yep. attack. I, I learned it from Rosie O'Donnell. I learned it in a human ecology class. In, Yours is more uh, in legit. College. Um, Mine yeah. is from Twitter. I learned that as well that women yeah. typically don't have symptoms, which yeah. is what makes it even so they more don't dangerous. grab. They don't have the pain in the arm. No. They don't have any of that. It's yeah. it's it's it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's sort of frightening. Yeah. Right. And also, like heart disease is like one of. the... <laughs> One of the biggest killers. Leading causes of death among women. I have to say, sidebar, because that made me laugh only because, like, a couple of months ago, I was covering Bernie Sanders' campaign, and I asked one of his supporters at a rally, um, this is nothing against any Bernie Sanders supporters, but I asked Bernie Sanders' supporter at a rally, why should he stay in the race? And this man (laughs) said, you leaned in close to me and said, you know, the leading cause of death among women in this country is heart disease. Hillary Clinton could die. She could have a stroke. She could have a heart attack. And I was like, and that's the reason why he should stay in? Yeah. And then I I totally, as he was talking to me, Googled the average lifespan of a white Jewish man in this country, and it's 76.1 years. Um, So that means, by his logic, Bernie would die in two years of his presidency. (laughs) Yeah, you should have. Yeah, bullshit. Anyway, sorry, guys. Um, I did say it to him. Good. Um, So then Stan comes over. So just freaked out because he says, Sophia, you know, clearly they've tried to submit Dr. Jerry's, yeah. you know. and it's not, cl- they've it's tried not going to, through. Except the claim won't go through. Uh, Sophia has to be examined by one of the insurance company's physicians. And then Sophia just gets up and, from her wheelchair and walks over to the couch and sits down. And I was like, what if Dorothy comes right back in? <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't Dorothy suspect something? She's not so great at committing to it, to be honest. It's just, it's very strange. Yeah. So then... So then they take Sophia to this doctor's office. Yeah. And it's sort of like... It's the doctor's office that's in every doctor moment in this episode. Yeah, in every episode. But so it's it's like the moment of like... It feels like very almost like... um, like a uh, Christmas carol to me. Very much like like Ebenezer Scrooge. Like first it's like woman rolls over to Sophia in a wheelchair and Sophia has an electric wheelchair. And the woman's kind of like, you know, I wish I had an electric wheelchair. I just... I don't have the strength to push my push myself around. Uh, doctor says I'll never walk again. Like just very, and Sophia's like, oh, uh, well, maybe you can have mine if all goes well. And she's you know starting to feel bad. And then like this little boy comes in on crutches with this uh, big brace around his amazing. leg, and he just walks right up to her and goes, "Hi, I'm Timmy. What's your name?" <laughs> and uh, and 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 so and Dorothy comes back over and she's like, "Can this little boy go ahead of you?" And Sophia's like, "Of course." And the boy's like, "And she's feeling guilt now. Like, so it's working. Oh yeah, like, it's Sophia absolutely working." Sophia is feeling like, and she even says to Stan, "How can we do this when these people are legitimately hurting?" Right. And so Sophia ends up taking off her neck brace and she stands up and is basically like, "I can't do it." <coughs> she's like, "I, I can't." I've been faking it this whole time, like whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the woman who had rolled over to her in the wheelchair after Sophia apologizes goes, "Well, what do you, say? what do you say, guys? Should what do you we forgive say, her? everybody? <laughs> Should we forgive her?" And they all go, "Sure." And then, because there are all these people in the doctor's office with like various like braces and casts on their body, and they yeah. all stand up and like take them off, so fucking proud of themselves. Well, wouldn't like, you be? I guess, like, but they're all like, "Ha ha." Like I mean, it's it's the it's, way that they're behaving. It's like it's like it's closing night of a show you've of been course. doing. Of like, course. Oh no! On come on, back it up, back it up, six back years. It up. Because like 
This is like the ultimate prank. Like it's like the moment. Like they pranked her. It's like a prank show in a way. Like they pranked her. It's an amazing sort of like when you can successfully pull off a prank. That feeling is euphoric. Right, but uh, when you pull off a prank, like. What did they do? They rented a doctor's office and had some people sitting around, pretend, like, wearing casts and stuff. Like, that's no giant feat in the world of pranks. But they did it! They did it because, of course, she would think that's a doctor's office with people in a real hospital. I think like, you need to give this to them, Carrie. Let them have their moment. Let them have doing. their moment. There is a funny so, moment, though, at the end where... Well, but before... Okay, no, we can get there. But Dorothy comes over and basically... The, the people who are all in the production of Cats, the, like, every single person in this doctor's office is an actor from that production. Yeah. Including and, the boy. And the boy, Sophia goes, or the woman goes, you might recognize Timmy from the Burger, Burger Place commercial. commercial. And Sophia goes, are you that little boy that jumps for joy when you're getting two for the price of one burger? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, you stunk. And, like, gets out of there. Yeah. That was, is, I love that. That was really funny. That was a way to tone down the cheesiness yeah. for me. Because it was really heading into a cheesy direction. But I just want to take a step back. Instead of going to her mother and mm-hmm. saying, like, look, Ma, I know what's going on. Stanley came to us, asked us for money. You seem to be fine. Now you're not. He's trying to get money. Like, instead of trying to have, like, a serious, conver- like, a heart-to-heart conversation with her mother about this, she go. I mean... She. This is an elaborate thing that she pulled off, right? They like what? Maybe rented an office, or they like they they took over a doctor's office. Yeah. <coughs> for the day, they got like props, like casts, and all that stuff. All of these actors. I mean, there had to have been some kind of rehearsal. These people knew their lines. Their blocking was like on point. Carrie. I mean, it would be a very boring twenty-three minutes if at the beginning of the the deceit. Dorothy went to her and said, I'm on to you. I understand in terms of entertainment, but in terms of, like, our characters, and it's just, that's just such a, I don't know, it's just, I feel like she could have just gone to her and talked to her. I feel like you want to rewrite episodes to to be Law and Order. No, I don't want to rewrite episodes. All right, it's getting warm in here, so let's keep going. It is getting warm. So back at home, the two women have the quickest wrap-up possible. Sophia's just, like, upset that Dorothy tricked her, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then Rose walks into the living room, because I feel like we, they wanted to see the women, in the one of the women, at least, in the cat outfit once again. I don't know why they didn't do it with both Rose and Blanche. That would have been funnier, but um, Rose is leaving the house and she decides she's going to walk to rehearsal (laughs) and she leaves and there's like a beat and then there's a frantic knocking on the door. Dorothy opens it. Rose runs through like, ah, and she's being chased by Dreyfus, the empty nest dog. And then the episode ends. (laughs) Yeah. But you and I had a lot of questions about this moment. Yeah. The Rose being chased. I mean, it is a very funny bit. I like it a lot. I will give him that. But, the execution of it could have been a little bit more seamless in that, like... Well, not even execution, but, like, logistically, and this is where you join me in the poking of holes. Yeah, I mean, it was was a little weird that, like... So, Rose leaves, and then all of a sudden we hear a dog bark or something, and then Rose is saying, Help! 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 And she's like, can't open the door? Maybe it locks. But it wasn't locked. Dorothy didn't unlock it. It wasn't locked. There was no locking of it. Yeah, there's no locking. And, so, like... So that happens, and then she runs through, but you she also, didn't shut the door Yeah, behind. you think she'd run in and shut the door. Yeah, so, like, there are so like, literally, an easy way to have done it is she could have opened the door, seen the dog, ran, 
And then, like, because that's weird. Like, that's a weird moment to be, like, open the door, and then all of a sudden you run the other way from the door you're exiting. And then, of course, Dreyfus then runs into the house. Yeah. And it becomes sort of like a he was waiting for her. Yeah. Sort of yeah. And also, I like that Dorothy and Sophia didn't, like, they just, like, sit back down on the couch. Like, they yeah. don't even... They, they're they're yeah. not even affected. No, they're not even yeah. affected. So... Um, yeah, it was a funny episode. I love seeing the women dressed as so cats. So many jokes. In the, the beginning writing. of the episode was yeah, really strong. Really, really was. great. Really great. Um, so my golden takeaway from this episode is don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get married because then you don't have these people in your life that keep reappearing that you don't want to re- reappear. Um, my golden takeaway is... Um, if you're going to go to a baseball game, go to an evening game. Because daytime games, it gets really hot. So, Actually, I want to hear from you guys. Who else is in my boat of not wanting to ever go outside? We've asked the <laughs> listeners to weigh in on a lot of stuff this episode. We it's have. Gonna be busy it's going to be a Facebook busy comment page. board, yeah. Um, so, uh, just so you guys know, for next week, the next episode we're going to be watching is Sophia's Wedding Part 1. Oh! Should we do a two-parter? Maybe. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. see how much stuff there is to talk about. Maybe we'll do part one and two in one giant episode. Oh, maybe we can get someone who's <laughs> newly married on. <laughs> Your face. Oh, God, that face. Oh, that was a face. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to talk about before well, we Well, no, except for that if you guys want to help us out, we want to be able to come to your city and do lots of fun things. So you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate, and you can give a one-time donation, or you can set up a recurring donation. We've partnered with Patreon. So, yeah, support us, because we really love doing this, and we want to make us sound better. We want to make us look better. We want to make us visual in front of your eyes in the city you may be close to or live in like yeah all good things um and as always you guys can follow us online uh we are facebook.com slash golden girls podcast we are at golden girls pod on twitter we're also on tumblr um and we've been i mean we post constantly so if you're on any of those social media sites and you don't yet follow us you should because We've uncovered some crazy Golden Girls shit that yeah. we post about. And tell your friends, too. Share the pages. If you do follow us, share and let your other friends know how much Golden Girls love that they need to be in mm-hmm. as well. Guys, we're also on the HeadGum Network, Woo-hoo. and we're hosted by Spreaker. Awesome, awesome platforms. You should check out the many great things that are going on with them. And you can follow me. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm uh, Carrie Doherty. I'm Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And guys, Today's episode's been sponsored by Squatty Potty. Squatty Pot? Not really. Do you think? No, really. it hasn't. But they might. I'll, we can email them. We'll, we'll send the thing. I mean, because we, we gave a good promotion at we the beginning did. of the podcast. We did. We talked a lot about And you've been posting photos, so. I posted one photo. Okay. One photo. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, guys, most importantly, stay, stay golden. That was a HeadGum Podcast.